Welcome to the City of Refuge podcast, where our mission is to equip a diverse community of Christ followers to make him known. Uh, I want to begin this morning uh, by reading you some headlines from the past week. So I'm going to read you these headlines, but I have modified them a little bit, okay? I have taken out all the names from the headlines, any identifying organizations or anything like that. Uh, These are coming from a wide spectrum of ideology and sources. And to be honest, for all of these, the articles they point to, I don't know whether they're true or not. Most of them I don't really care. But the reason I want to do this is I want you to listen for What is it about these headlines that is seeking to grab your attention, right? Because, like, the purpose of the headline is to get you to go to that page, get you to click that link. So what is it in these headlines that is seeking to draw you in, okay? What is it that's appealing to us? So here's the first one. Person one, so again, I'm filling in generic pronouns for the people. Incidentally, this is a fun game if you ever want to try it for yourself. Person one wants person two to just go away. Trouble is, he won't. That's an actual headline. Here's a second one. Politician savages female host over unendurable voice. Here's a third one. Athlete's new doc destroys politician's key talking point. Here's one from sports. Commentators beef with professional sports all-star voting. And last, movie star reveals only reason she has not watched a popular TV show yet. So, Second Timothy, where Paul is going to be talking a lot about quarreling. And that's what it's trying to draw you into, right? It's trying to draw you into the quarrel. It's trying to get you to want to feel that anger. You know, quarreling, dictionary.com tells us, is an angry dispute or altercation, disagreeing, angering, squabbling, wrangle. It is amazing to me how much entertainment today is built around the idea of trying to draw us in to quarreling. And so, in a world where there is so much trying to draw us into that, how do we go about not entering into quarreling, but at the same time still doing what we have been talking about throughout 2 Timothy of continuing to stand for the truth, to be willing to not be ashamed of the gospel? So with that as our backdrop, I want to look today, we are in 2 Timothy chapter 2, and I'm going to be reading verses 14 through 26. Starting in verse 14, remind them of these things and charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. But avoid a reverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. 
Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. They are upsetting the faith of some, but God's firm foundation stands, bearing the seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let anyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Now in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Paul starts this section to Timothy saying, remind them of these things and charge them before God not to quarrel about words. So first, remind them of these things. He points back to what he has written beforehand. Uh, In particular, last week, John talked about these images of what a good servant of God looks like. He, the soldier and the athlete and the farmer, right? The soldier who is the one who is willing to obey his commanding officer no matter the cost. The athlete who runs according to the rules and the farmer who is diligent in his work and receives the reward of that. And then he also, John talked us through these both warnings and promises of verse 11 through 13. The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Paul says, remind the church of these things. And then this, instruct them not to quarrel about words. Now here we get a little bit of a picture of some of the things that Timothy was going through in his church. We talked about that he is pastoring a church, and there's been a lot that has been setting the stage for things may not be easy for Timothy right now. But we may have gotten the impression that all of that was from outside persecution, maybe coming from the Roman Empire. But here in this, we get a sense that maybe there's a little bit going on inside too, because Paul says you need to instruct your church not to quarrel about words. And he then gives a little bit of a window into what they're quarreling about. He talks about these two men, Hymenaeus and Philetus, who evidently have been teaching that the second resurrection has already happened. So this is something along the lines of, so the the first resurrection, Jesus being resurrected, has happened. They believed that there was not going to be a second bodily resurrection, but somehow the resurrection had already happened. One commentator said maybe this is a perversion of Paul's teaching that we are resurrected in Christ. 
But to be honest, we don't know a whole lot about the specific things that Timothy was dealing with in terms of the teaching, other than it was about something really important. Right? The idea that Jesus is coming back, that there is going to be a second resurrection, is an important doctrinal issue. And yet, we're going to see Paul is going to call Timothy to, on the one hand, address the issue, but to say, do not quarrel about this. And so that is the distinction I will look at today. What, is, what does it mean to quarrel versus how do we engage with these issues in a more meaningful way? He says, don't engage with quarreling. And he also talks about not, about avoiding irreverent babble, right? Don't just be argumentative. Don't be gossiping about it. Don't just engage in unhelpful talk. And what's at stake here is actually pretty big. He says in verse 14, remind them of these things and charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does not good, no good, but only ruins the hearers. The effect of the quarreling in the church is that people are being ruined. Now, we don't know exactly what that means, but it is undermining their faith. It is undermining their relationship with Jesus and their relationship with the church. And so Timothy has to deal with this quarreling that perhaps maybe he was even being tempted to enter into. He goes on, to verses 20 through 21, and says this, Now in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Now I want to spend a little bit of time on this image, because this is going to, we're going to talk about it this week and next week because I think this is a really important part of what Paul is trying to teach Timothy. He gives them this image of a house, and he says, in a house you'll find different kinds of vessels. And you can think of this like you have the stuff that you are proud to put out for others to see, right? It's the stuff that you eat on. It's the stuff you bring out when you have guests. Maybe it's your fine china, right? Like these vessels for honorable use. And then he says you also have common vessels, the stuff that maybe you're not as proud to show, the stuff that you don't use because it's maybe not working right or doesn't do quite what you want it to do. So that's the image, is this household with two kinds of vessels. And it's important that we focus in on what is it that Paul is saying, like what is, because he's using this analogy in a particular way, what distinguishes an, a vessel for honorable use versus dishonorable? And it's in verse 21. He says about the vessels for honorable use that they will be set apart as holy, they will be useful to the master of the house, and they will be ready for every good work. That is what makes a vessel honorable, is that it is useful to God, and it's ready for every good work. And so it's set apart. So other vessels may have different uses, but they are not useful to the master for every good work. And that's what distinguishes one that is honorable from dishonorable. So that raises a question then. How are we supposed to be honorable vessels for God? How do we be useful to God and ready for every good work? And we're going to see kind of two threads from here. One is this is sitting right in the context of what we've been talking about, this issue of quarreling. So 
Today, what I want to focus on is how do we go about being honorable vessels in the midst of a quarrelsome world and where maybe we are being tempted to enter into quarreling in the midst of disagreements. But the scope of this is actually bigger than that because when we get into chapter 3, I want to read just the beginning of chapter 3. He's going to say this, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, and he goes on from there. It's actually a pretty extensive list of bad stuff. Paul has a couple of those in his letters. But next week, what we're going to look at is how do we go about being a vessel for honorable use in the midst of a world that is contrary and rebelling against God? But today, I want to focus in on this issue of quarreling and how do we go about being an honorable vessel. So let's continue in verse 22. He says this, So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So the first thing he says is he says, flee something. Flee youthful passions. Now, again, that youthful passions can encompass a whole lot of things, right? A youthful passion is this idea of it's sort of like our, our base emotions and desires, maybe our worldly fleshly desires. These would be the youthful passions that Paul is talking about here. And there's probably a lot of things we could think of that are related to youthful passions. But I wanted to ask you specifically with regards to when you're in a disagreement when there is maybe a time where you're quarreling with someone, what is a youthful passion? What does it look like when we respond to a disagreement out of youthful passion? Just throw out a couple words for me. Yelling, emotion and anger. Disproportionate response. Disproportionate response, that's good. Tantrum, like that. Lack of perspective. I would say most of us know what this looks like, right? It's, it's, it's angry. I like, I like a tantrum, lack of perspective, rebellious, impetuous, like wanting to win, wanting to beat the other person, wanting to prove your opponent wrong. Like all of these, like when a disagreement comes, this is what it looks like when we are responding to that out of youthful passion. And Paul says, you need to flee that. He's telling this to Timothy, but extension, I think, this is also what the church is supposed to hear because they too are supposed to be instructed not to quarrel. And, and so Paul's word is, you need to flee these things. If this is how you are responding to, to controversy, even important controversy, even theological controversy about things that deeply matter, if you are responding in a way that is angry and impetuous and wanting to win and wanting to destroy your opponents, you need to flee that. And, and I want to pause here for a second because I, I want to go back to when we started. We talked about this idea that in our culture right now, there is a lot of entertainment built around quarreling. Exactly all of those feelings we just talked about and making a spectacle of those things. And 
there is an aspect where we may, and certainly if we are engaging in the culture in this way, kind of disagreeing for the fun of it. It's quarreling as a form of entertainment. Um, There's a lot out there right now that's about telling you what's wrong with the world and who's to blame for it. And it comes from all different ideologies, right? It's right, left, center, up, down, and out of left field. All of those places we are getting this, this idea of things that are trying to draw us into that. And there's a reason it appeals to us because it, it plays into those youthful passions. It's, it's something, it feels good when we have our viewpoint affirmed. It feels good when the people we disagree with are characterized as, as villains. It feels good to have that anger stirred in us. But Paul says we need to flee this. You know, I, I have kind of a personal story with this. A couple years ago, I started listening to a, a radio program that looking back on it now was doing exactly that. It was telling me what was wrong with the world and who was to blame for it and why they were horrible and stupid people, right? And I started listening to this with some regularity and I found myself becoming a more angry, divisive person for having listened to that. And part of the way I knew that is when I stopped, I was struck by how much my heart changed, by how suddenly those things didn't make me angry anymore. I wasn't having anxiety about those things anymore. How when I heard people talking about them in angry ways, it was off-putting to me because I was no longer feeding myself that quarreling day after day after day. There's just a reality that whatever we sit under with regularity, it is going to shape the way that we see and perceive the world. And that was happening to me. And I had to have a moment where I was like, I need to flee this because this is not developing in me the character of Jesus Christ. So I wanted to kind of in this this vein of what does it look like for us to flee youthful passions? I wanted to present a challenge to you all that if in your life there is some form of media that you are regularly consuming that is built around quarreling. This could be news, it could be Twitter, it could be a YouTube channel, it could be a podcast. There are a whole lot of formats that's come in, but if there is something that you are regularly consuming that is is driven around this idea of finding entertainment and quarreling, I wanna challenge you to try and step away from it, maybe for a period of 30 days. And Keep an eye on how your heart changes. And then prayerfully consider whether you should let that back into your life. Something that God had to do in me, sometimes continues to have to do in me, because it draws me into. Um, So just something I want to invite you to consider to do if you find yourself being drawn a lot into quarreling. So that's the, the fleeing. Flee youthful passions, but he also says you need to pursue something. He says you need to pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the name of the Lord. So there is something we're supposed to flee from, but also something we're supposed to go towards, and it is these four things, righteousness, faith, love, and peace. 
And certainly Paul wants them, Paul, Timothy to pursue these things in himself, but he also talks about doing this in community along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. And I think related to this issue of quarreling, remember we talked about earlier what Paul said, that what the quarreling is doing, what these heated arguments is doing, is that it's ruining the hearer. And I think that is very characteristic of what it looks like when we quarrel. Because when we are quarreling with someone, very often we are actually looking to tear them down. We are looking to win. We are looking to make our point. We are not looking to build them up. And that's what he says we should be pursuing in the midst of our conversations. We, that we should be pursuing righteousness. We should be pursuing love and peace and faith. So the opposite of we are looking to ruin the hearers is we are trying to build them up. And I think this should get to our motivations of there are times when we are going to disagree with others. There are times when we need to, as we're going to talk about here in a second, there was a real need for Timothy to address some of the issues that were in the church. But where that should come from is a motivation of wanting to see them built up in righteousness and faith and love and peace. So when we're looking at the way that we are disagreeing with another person, are we seeking for ourselves and others to be acting in a way that is more righteous, that looks more like Jesus? Are we seeking to strengthen them in their faith? Are we wanting to see them grow in their faith? Are we seeking to build the love of God and the love of each other? Are we seeking to build greater peace in the relationship and peace with God? Quarreling is the exact opposite of that. It is the creation of strife. If the answer to those questions is not a resounding yes, then perhaps it's not a disagreement we should be engaging in. Right? Our goal is not to tear down the other person. Our goal is to flee youthful passions and then to build people up in our conversation in their faith and righteousness and love and peace. So we have two. What does it look like to be an honorable vessel in the midst of quarreling? One, we are supposed to flee youthful passions. Second, we are supposed to pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Last one I want to talk about is being patient and gentle in the midst of our conversation. In verse 24, Paul instructs Timothy, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So there is a positive way, right? There are some things that in, in Timothy's day he needed to address. There were some people in his church that were teaching things that were not consistent with the truth, and, and Timothy couldn't ignore that. And, and there is an aspect of that. This is specific to Timothy's call. Timothy was the pastor in the church, and he had a role in teaching the congregation. He had a role in providing that oversight. But I was also struck by the things that Paul is calling Timothy to do here, around calling him to, to gentleness, to kindness, to patience how much those sound like the fruits of the Spirit. Right? What Paul is asking Timothy to do here is to apply the fruits of the Spirit in the midst 
of this situation where there is a strong disagreement, and that is what is different from quarreling. It is disagreeing and utilizing the fruits of the Spirit for the purpose of building up the other person and perhaps, if needed, with the hope that they will repent and turns back to the knowledge of the truth. And that being what is motivating Timothy to correct in the ways that he does. And I think that is helpful for us that this is what it looks like that when we are in a disagreement, this is the difference between healthy conflict and quarreling. That quarreling is about tearing down the other person Healthy conflict is about operating out of the fruits of the Spirit in order to build up the other person towards Jesus. And I love here that that Paul kind of gives Timothy two pieces of things to hope for. The first is in verse 19. He says, But God's firm foundation stands, bearing the seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. There is this assurance that in the midst of the conflict, in the midst of the difficulty that Timothy is facing, that God's firm foundation stands. God is going to be true and faithful and sovereign And Timothy can bank on that. And so can we in those moments when we are facing conflict. And then the second is that people can really change, that there can be true repentance. And that Timothy can hope for that in the midst of his church. And so can we, that in the midst of conflict, we can have hope that God really can change hearts and minds. He really can bring reconciliation. He really can do that in the midst of our relationships with one another through the power of Jesus. So two things that I would like for you to consider in response to Paul's admissions to Timothy here. The first is going back to, is there a pattern of engaging with quarreling in your life as a form of entertainment? Right? Either you enjoy arguing with others or you're taking enjoyment from media or an atmosphere that promotes quarreling. And if you can identify something like that in your life, I want to invite you to flee from that, to figure out how can you get away from that in your life. The second thing is, is there a relationship where God may be calling you to live out 2 Timothy 14.25? Perhaps you recognize that there is a relationship where you have been quarreling with another person in ways that have not been building up. And would ask you to consider then, how can you use your words to build both them and you towards righteousness, faith, love, and peace? To pray that the Holy Spirit would grant that fruit in that relationship. And that you would pull away from those tendencies to quarrel with that person. So I'd like to give you a couple minutes of just quiet to pray to God about those two things. uh, And then I will close us in prayer. So let's take a couple minutes of quiet.
Heavenly Father, um, Lord, I think everyone in this room can identify places in their life where they are tempted to quarrel. Certainly, we can all see places where we are tempted to enter into quarreling or to find joy and entertainment in it. Um, Lord, we need your spirit. I pray that you will give us strength to, to flee places where our passions may be drawing us into quarreling. Help us, God, within relationships where it's hard to know how to use our words to build each other up in righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Lord, your word says that those attributes will be fruits of the Spirit's work in our lives, and we pray for increased fruit, God. Lord, we love you and give you all the praise and the glory in your name. Amen.